This sermon is brought to you by Buford Road Baptist Church. The speaker today is Pastor David Kogel. And I hope everyone got a sheet there. We're going to Bible class tonight and see how you uh, do with your Bible. I spent quite a bit of time putting this together, and so I hope you enjoy it because it, it could have been, and I'm, I'm going to try to get through the scriptures that I have here, but uh, it's a lot more, of course, in the Bible. But we're dealing with tonight help and hope for the hurting, and that means overcoming fear and anxiety. You know, there's a lot of fear about things in this world today. And a lot of brings on a lot of anxiety to people. So these scriptures, not only did I leave out some, some words so that you could kind of jog, uh, jog your memory about maybe what the Bible says, but I want to talk about these scriptures and see if some great things in here that will help us with anxiety and fear, things that are going on in the world. Talking about fear and anxiety, you know, I'm always do something different when I get the opportunity to teach. Last year, remember what I taught on last time I was up here? The stories on the behind the hymns, remember that? And uh, everyone enjoyed that. But this one fellow named Stanley had a problem with fear, and he went to a psychiatrist and he said, Doctor, I've got a lot of trouble. He said, what's the problem? He said, every time I get in the bed, I think somebody is under the bed. And so it shakes me up. So he said, but sometimes I get on top of the, I get under the bed and I think somebody's on top of the bed. And he said, well, man, you really got a problem. But he said, if you'll put yourself in my hands, I will help you out. You'll come to me three times a week for two years. I'll have a cure for you. And he thought, my goodness, that's a long time. How much are you going to charge? He said, $100 a visit. So he said, well, I'll think about it. So he went on down the road, and about six months later, the doctor ran into old Stanley out on the street, and he said, why didn't you ever come see me? He said, well, $100 a visit, and all those visits, I just felt like I had to do something different, but I found a friend that cured me for $10. He said, really? He said, how did that happen? He told me to cut the legs off of my bed. <laughs> well, not every fear is cured that easy. But, you know, tonight you may be going through some things. I think we all go through a lot of things in our life, and we're facing so many things. Have you ever seen so much that is going on today? I mean, I was just jotting down a few things. We've got these shootings happening all the time. We've got floods, we've got fires, all of those have happened just recently, all on the news, and so much of it is happening, not to mention monkeypox. I hope that don't come around, but it is on the move, I understand. But let me tell you, tonight, what I've asked him to do, we will look at the, a verse, we will talk about it, and then he'll kind of wait just a little bit before he puts it up on the screen. But I want you to be part of the class tonight, and if you know the word that is missing, just holler it out, and uh, we'll go through these verses. But we'll start with Joshua 1.9. And I put down here, have I committed, not, have not I commanded thee, be strong and of a what? Good courage, be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed, for the Lord thy is 
with thee, whithersoever thou goest. That's fine. Put it up there, brother. So that verse is just, it just covers so much. I love that verse there. He says, I've commanded thee. He didn't ask us, but he says, have not I commanded thee, be strong and of a good courage. Did you know if we're of a good courage, we can't be afraid at the same time. But when we lose our courage about some things and we see what's going on around us, we'll start to be afraid. But he says, neither be thou dismayed for the Lord thy God is with thee. Isn't that a wonderful promise? I see this over and over in these scriptures tonight. God is with me. And we've got to step back and think about that. When we see this stuff happening in our families and in our homes and in our community, we've got to remember God's still with us. And the rest of that verse says, wherever you go. It's so wherever we find ourselves, God is right there with us. So y'all did good on that one. Psalm 23, 4. Now the 23rd Psalm ought to be very familiar with you. With you. Yea, do I what? Walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I will no evil. For thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Did you notice in that verse it says, it doesn't say, yea, though I stay in the valley of the shadow of death. I believe the Lord wants us to walk through that valley. Oh yeah, we're going to go in the valley. We're going to be in the bad times so every now and then. It's going to be something that we have to go through that's really going to get us down. I know that. But I'm glad He's with us through that valley. And He says, through the valley, not staying in the valley, and He says, I will fear no evil, for Thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. What a comfort to know he's not only with us, but we don't have to fear the evil that's in this world because we have the Lord on our side. Amen? Psalm 27, 1. The Lord is my what? Light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the what? Strength of my life, of whom shall I be afraid? You know, that verse tells me that He's the one that lights the path for us every day. He's the one that shows us in the dark world that we're living in where we can go and what we can do for Him. He's our light and He's our salvation. That salvation experience, of course, we know what, it, what happened when we got saved. But there are other things He saves us from, I believe, on a daily basis. So He is our salvation constantly. He's doing things for us. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. And many of these verses talk about that word strength because the strength that we get should be from the Lord. That's what's going to sustain us. And it's very important that we realize that. I love this next verse. David put it this way in Psalms 27, 13, and 14. I had fainted unless I had believed to see the what? Goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. 
Then a little word is what? Wait on the Lord and be of good courage. And he shall, three words, strengthen thine heart. And then he repeats it again, and that's why it's so important. Wait, I say, on the Lord. You see, I think that is such a great verse for us to know and realize that the goodness, you know, David said, I would have fainted. How many of us have got to a point where we just about fainted? Maybe you had fainted physically, spiritually. I mean, things just mounted on us so much and everything going on and we're trying to figure it out and pretty soon we're just, we're just at an exhausted, fainted point. David said, I got that way and I would have, I would have ended up that way unless I believed to see the goodness of the Lord. But the key, I think, in that verse is that, that little word, wait. You see, the Lord doesn't always answer everything when we think He should answer it. He knows what we're going through, but He also wants to know if we're going to wait on Him. He says, wait on the Lord, be of good courage while you're waiting. And then He says what? That He will strengthen their heart, and He says, I said it again, wait on the Lord. Many times we want to jump ahead of God and try to figure out everything before he works in our life and if we'll step back and say you know i know it's a hard thing to do but i need to wait on him i need to let the lord speak to me need to let the lord work it out i need to put it in the lord's hands amen so it is very important <clears throat> psalms 51 10 created me a what clean heart O god and renew a what right spirit within me. You know, if we'll get keep our heart clean, then we'll have the right spirit. He'll help us have the right spirit. You know, when we have things happen in our life, it affects us spiritually. And and sometimes our spirit gets <laughs> out of whack where we, where it shouldn't be. I mean, we're in a bad mood and and we're things just not going right and and, 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 you know, it's, it's a complete difference of what the Lord wants in our life. And sometimes we have to say, wait a minute, Lord, I just need you to create that clean heart in me and then renew that spirit so that I'm back doing with that smile on my face, realizing that you are still God and that you're going to work it out. And he'll change our spirit and get it right. Amen. Renew a right spirit. Psalm 73, 26, my flesh and my heart faileth, but God is the what? Strength of my heart and my portion, and it's a, how long? Forever. That, that verse tells us this old flesh, oh yeah, it will fail. It will get tired. It'll get wore out. It'll be a lot of things happen to it, a lot of sickness in this old flesh. And he said here, that, that will happen. My flesh and my heart, it will fail. But if I remember this, God's my strength. He's the one that can pick me back up. And he will be that portion that we need forever. I'm so thankful for that. Until he comes again, he'll still be my portion all the way.
to the end. Psalm 118.6 The Lord is on what? My side. I will not fear. And look at this. What man can do unto me. You know, when I turn the news on and see these things that are happening, that brings a lot of fear sometimes. Of what? What somebody else out in this world could do to me. You know, it could happen in, in our church. It could happen in, the, in wherever you go. You don't know what's going to happen next. But we do know this. The Lord's still on my side. And I can't, I can't walk around every day as soon as I walk out the door and say, oh my goodness, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? I don't know what to do. I, I don't know where to go. I don't know what to say. I, I can't live like that. I have to walk out and say, you know what? The Lord's with me today. I'm, I'm depending on the Lord today. I'm looking to the Lord today. I believe He's going to protect me today. I believe He's going to be around me today. And that's what He said He would do. Proverbs 3, 24 and 25. When thou liest down, thou shalt not be afraid, yet thou shalt lie down in thy what? Sleep shall be sweet. Old Stanley, he had a problem with that, didn't he? He scared somebody was under the bed and then on top of the bed. He wasn't getting good sleep. But all joking aside, a lot of people don't sleep good. A lot of people cry themselves to sleep. A lot of people worry themselves to sleep. A lot of people just get very little sleep because of all this stuff that's going on in our head. And we're thinking about how we're going to handle it, what we're going to do, how's it going to work out. You know, I think we have to get to that point where we pray, yeah, before I go to bed, my wife, we, we, all, we have done this for years. We've always had our prayer time together before we go to sleep. And we lay it all on the Lord and lay down and I sleep good every night. Because, you know what? Staying awake, am I going to solve all the problems? No. I'm going to miss some sleep that I need, some rest that I need. So you might as well give it to the Lord. Close your eyes and say, Lord, I'm going to sleep. Now, that problem might be there when you wake up tomorrow, but guess what? The Lord will be there too. And He'll help you with that. But I like that. Be not afraid of sudden fear, neither of the desolation of the wicked when it cometh. <clears throat> a lot of things people fear, and rightly so today in the world we live in, I know that. I don't know what the unsaved person does. i tell you the truth. But I'm glad I have the Lord on my side. Glad I can call upon Him. Isaiah 26.3. Y'all ought to know this one. Thou wilt keep Him in perfect what? Peace. Whose mind is stayed on thee because He trusteth in thee. You know, I kind of looked at that verse backwards and I thought, you know, it works the other way too. If we trust the Lord, put our trust in the Lord then that means our mind is on Him. And that means He will give us perfect peace. And did you know what that verse said? It didn't just say peace. Boy, He said perfect peace. I got to say, that, that seems a notch above just peace. Perfect peace. 
But you know, you may not think you ever had that, but you can with the Lord. But it says you have to do our, we have to do our part. We have to keep our mind on Him all the time. We have to trust in Him all the time and realize He can take care of things. Isaiah 40, 31, that ought to be one you know too. They that wait upon the Lord shall three words. Renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall what? And three words. Not be weary. They shall and not faint. What is that verse telling you in me? It says, once again, you remember that word wait? <laughs> We're waiting on the Lord. I'm waiting on the Lord. And what is he doing? He's renewing my strength as I wait. And we shall be able to run and not be weary. Listen, there's a lot of people weary and there's a lot of people fainting in this world today. But if we'll do these things, if we'll wait on Him, He'll renew our strength. Isaiah 41.10, Fear thou not, I am with thee. Be not what? Dismayed. You know what that word dismayed means? It means don't be in distress. Don't be shaken up over everything you see going on in this world. You know, I, I watch the news every night. Boy, sometimes it's just so... It'll get you dismayed, won't it? It'll get you shaken up. But then, that verse says, I am thy God. I will what? Strengthen thee. I will help thee. And I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. All of those things the Lord promises He will do. And we need help. We need upholding. We need Him in our life to take care of us. Nahum 1.7, the Lord is what? Good. He's what? A stronghold in the day of trouble. He knoweth them that trust in Him. That tells me there are some that don't trust the Lord. I mean, even saved people that don't trust Him when things come along. They don't trust Him every day about things in their life. But He says, I know the ones who do trust Me. And it's good to know someone that we can have a stronghold to in this crazy world we're living in. You know Matthew 11, 28, 23. What's the first word? Come unto Me, all ye that labor and heavy laden, and I'll give you what? Rest. Take My yoke upon Me. And learn what? Learn of me, I am meek and lowly in heart. You shall find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. You know what the problem is? We carry around all those burdens. We just let them pile on, pile on. And the Lord comes along and says, Hey, won't you take my yoke? Won't you do something different with that burden? Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. John 14, 1 through 3. Let not your what? Heart be troubled, ye. Believe in God, believe what? Also in me. In my Father's house were many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I'll come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. Peace I leave with you. 
What, what's that phrase? My peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. And then he repeats it. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. A lot of troubled hearts in the world today. A lot of people that are afraid today. But you know, I can stand back and say, you know what? The Lord's going to prepare a place for me. And he's coming back to get me one day. And while we're waiting on him, what's he going to do? He's going to give us his peace. If we'll take it. If we'll apply it in our life. John 16, These things I have spoken unto you that you might have peace. In this world you have tribulation, but be of good what? Cheer. I have overcome the world. Man, if I ever remember a verse, we should remember that. Every time we think we're overcome with the world, with people, with things around us, we got to stop and say, the Lord's already overcome the world. And I'm on His side. He's in me, amen. I am in Him. So be of good cheer. Romans 5.1 Therefore, being justified by what? Faith. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. You know, we didn't really get real peace until we got saved. And the Lord came in, forgave us of our sins. And boy, was that a peaceful moment like never before. But after that, that peace doesn't stop. He still wants us to have that peace every day of our life. And we need to realize He's given us that. <clears throat> you know Romans 6.23, For the wages of sin is death, but the what? Gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. You know, yes, we'll, we have people, we have loved ones that face death. You've, you've got people in your family, I've got mine that have, have died. That's a hard thing to go through. That's, that's a hard thing to lose a loved one. But you know, that verse says that happens because the wages of sin is death. It will bring that. That will come in our families. But the thing is this, there's a gift that's been given us. And that's salvation. That's Jesus. That's God's Son. So even though death comes, isn't it good to stand at a graveside of a Christian and know where they are? know that I'm going to see him again one day. Boy, that's good hope right there. That's something that we can rejoice in. Romans 8, 38 and 39. <clears throat> I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers nor things present nor things to come nor height nor depth and then four words nor any other creature. You know, he already gave us a great list right there. He said death, life, angels, principalities, powers, things present, that's things happening today, or things going to happen tomorrow. I don't care what it is. Height, death, nor any other creature shall be able to do what? Separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. What a great promise to know that I don't care what's in this world. 
I don't care how big and bad it is, it cannot separate me from God. Amen. And then Philippians 4, 6 and 7, be careful for nothing. You know what that word careful means? That means avoid things that can happen. You know, a lot of people kind of seem like they, they, they gravitate towards trouble. They, they look, they get involved in things they know is going to bring problems in their life. But that word here in this verse means be careful. That means if you know that something's going to be a problem, something's going to cause you problems in your life and the Holy Spirit's trying to tell you that, then turn away from that. Amen? Be careful for nothing. But in everything by what? Prayer and supplication. What is supplication? Do you know that's asking and even, I don't see nothing wrong with begging God. I mean, that tells you you're getting down to business with Him. I mean, I pray earnestly sometimes. Don't just take it for granted, prayer, but really get down to business praying with God. With thanksgiving, let your what? Request be made known unto God. And then this is the result. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. What a wonderful verse, isn't it? That tells me my prayer life has to just be consistent. I have to bring everything. I don't care how small it is. I don't care how great it is. Bring it to the Lord. That's our request to Him. And the thing is, He's going to give us the peace of God, which we don't even understand that kind of peace sometimes that can come. Passeth all understanding. And not only that, He will keep your hearts and keep your mind. And that's what we need today. We need that, that keeper, amen, to keep us from the things that we see in this world today. 2 Timothy 1.7, For God hath not given us a spirit of fear, but of what? Power and of love and a sound mind. Boy, I know some people don't seem like they got a sound mind. <laughs> they do some crazy things, don't they? But the thing is this, really, that verse is saying, God doesn't want us to be a fearful people. We're no good to Him if we're in a constant fear. So He hadn't given us that spirit of fear, but He said, what have I given you? I've given you power, and I've given you love, and I can give you a sound mind. And that's what we need. All right, 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 1, 3 and 4, Blessed be the God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies, and the God of what? All comfort. This little word keeps showing up in this verse because it's important. Who does what? Comforteth us in all our tribulation. You see that? That we may be able to comfort them which are in any trouble by the comfort wherewith we ourselves are comforted of God. The thing is this in that verse. God not only wants to comfort us, but you may not realize it. When he's doing that work in your life, they may be somebody tomorrow that needs that comfort that only you can show them. When you comfort them, how did you do it? 
because God did it in you. Now you can share it with them. And they can share it with someone else. How important is that? And I love that. In all our tribulation, He can comfort us in any trouble. That's the kind of God we serve. Amen. Hebrews 4.16, Let us therefore come boldly before the throne of grace that we may obtain what? Mercy and find grace to what? Help in the time of need. Wow. The time of need. That's today for sure. The time when we need mercy, when we need grace, and I'm glad we hadn't got to look too far. We hadn't got to go to someone else and ask for it. But we can come boldly to the throne and say, Lord, I need your grace. I need your mercy today. I need your help in the time of need. And he's promised in Hebrews 4.16 he would do that. Hebrews 13.5 and 6, Let your conversation be without covetousness and be what? Content <laughs> with such things as you have. For he hath said, I will never leave thee, what? Nor forsake thee, so that we may boldly say, The Lord is my helper. And I will, what? Not fear what man shall do unto me. Wow. Let your conversation be without covetousness and be content. I think many times we're not content with what the Lord's doing right now in your life. Maybe we think, oh, He ought to be doing more. He ought to be doing something different. But if we'll step back and say, Lord, You're blessing me. You're going to continue to bless me and be with me. I'm going to be content in that. And I realize You'll never leave me. You won't forsake me. And so what a wonderful verse. And that little verse in 1 Peter 5, 7, casting how much? All your care upon him for why? Careth for you. I love the little words in there, all. Casting all. That doesn't mean like a fishing line where you cast and reel it back in. If I'm going to cast my care upon the Lord, I need to let it go. Let him handle it. Casting all our care upon Him. Why? Because we serve someone that cares for us. Isn't it good to have someone in your family that loves you and cares for you? You're going through something, they'll call, come by your house. We had some wonderful, caring people in this church. While my wife's been out with surgery, we had people bring meals by, call, and pray, and just, just so wonderful to have somebody do that. But then I step back and think, you know what? I got a Lord that cares for me no matter what's going on in my life. He cares for me. Well, I don't care how big or how small it is. And then the last one, 1 John 4, 4, year of God, little children, and have overcome them because what? Greater is He that is in you than he that is in the world. Wow. You know, that's just a few verses. Bible's full of them, but there's some good ones, aren't they? There's some wonderful, encouraging things. I hope you'll, you'll take that paper, maybe keep it. Maybe read those verses when you're going through some things and remind yourself what God can do for you.
what he has done and what he will do. You listen to Pastor David Kogel. For more information, visit our website at BufordRoadBaptistChurch.com.